When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your ears do not deceive you. You have just entered the Cryptid Creator Corner brought to you by your friends at Comic Book Yeti. So without further ado, let's get on to the interview. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Yeti's Cryptid Creator Corner. Uh, this is Jimmy Gasparro, the interview content editor, and uh, I am here uh, tonight uh, with a uh, comic book uh, writer um, to talk about uh, his newest campaign, um, which is on Crowdfunder. So we're going to hear all about the uh, all about head cases, all about Crowdfunder, uh, and this. Uh, Everyone listening is Leslie Julian. Uh, Leslie, welcome to uh, the Cryptid Creator Corner. How are you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Nice to finally meet you screen to screen, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting when I do these and it's like, oh, there's people that I, I see on the Twitter. And now yeah. it's like, oh, there's a there's a face and there's more than just, <laughs> I know, just uh, random tweets. Profile picture. Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so we're... Uh, AJ uh, O'Mason, your co-writer for Head Cases, was supposed to join as well, but he wasn't able to do that. But uh, mm-hmm. you um, uh, said that you um, were still ready to, you know, plow ahead. I'm sure I- I've seen from Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, that the- it looks like the two of you are, you know, uh, trying to uh, do as much press as possible for this. So oh, I'm yeah. sure that uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's there's uh, no lack of podcasts were uh 29 websites. long days ahead of us yeah we've been hitting the uh the, the press uh, tour for sure <laughs> uh right so um so head cases is your new comic um mm-hmm. uh, with you you and aj acting as co-writers um and so i just wanted to, we'll get right into it because it just went live we're recording this on I, I don't even know the date. I think it's the 23rd. Thursday, I know. The campaign all these went, went together. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't even, I, I can't tell. I don't know how time works. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it took me a minute to I, figure I, out what nine o'clock was. Yeah. No, so it's all good. <laughs> so, uh, just went live on Tuesday, the 21st, with Crowdfunder, which I want to talk more about later. Yeah. But why don't, tell us, what you know give us the elevator pitch for for head cases what is this all about yeah my new favorite elevator pitch is uh head cases is uh ferris bueller's day off meets pulp and you have these kids Hila and ramon pretty much just uh get into some very stupid stuff really fast they decide to steal a bag uh, f- uh from apparently it turns out to be a hitman and inside the bag is a severed head and things only gets worse from there 
Yeah, that doesn't sound like a, a, a like a, a an opening situation that will will lead to a good outcome. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is a great elevator pitch, though. Ferris Bueller's Day Off meets Pulp Fiction. Um, yes, two things because, that people can yeah really easily identify. Yeah, and, up pretty and, and also, well, when I think of those two things, I think there's a lot of you think of the spontaneity and mm-hmm. fun and whimsy of Ferris Bueller, but then there is such a dark, especially with Cameron, a dark undertone to that movie mm-hmm. and. Pulp Fiction, I think I immediately think of some of the darker scenes of it, but the way that Quentin Tarantino directed it, there is also a lot of very like odd, yes. whimsy and and almost fun to to some of the scenes like within the darkness. So I, I think, you know, the more I think about it, that that is actually a, a very, I think, clever pairing. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, once people get to read it in full, they, they appreciate uh, uh, what, what we are going for there. But yeah, I, I think they, that works uh, pretty nicely there, that, that pairing. Yeah. So um, how did you, uh, as uh, co-writers, you and mm-hmm. AJ um, O'Mason, how did the two of you get together in terms of deciding to you know co-write something? How did that uh, collaboration begin? So it, it wasn't long after I finished scripting Savage Wizard with Doug, if I remember correctly, AJ kind of just uh, approached me randomly and was like, hey, you, you want to co-write? And I was like, uh, sure, I guess I've done this before with, with Doug. I, I can give another shot. <laughs> and so we uh, kind of just set uh, forth uh, trying to, to write something together. And initially we were going to write a fantasy uh, comic, but he had uh, just uh, started writing uh, his uh, pitch, or I think he had just uh, successfully pitched uh, his uh, his space thriller fantasy thing to, to IDW, Cloud Nine. Okay. And so he went, he kind of went to get away from that direction. So um, we, we had written something, but uh, we we scrapped it, and uh, we kind of let some time uh, just kind of sink in and just get away from that for a bit. And uh, once we uh, regrouped. We we wanted to kind of do something that was a little bit more grounded, but obviously, you know, given that we're doing this weird Pulp Fiction, <laughs> Pierce Bueller thing isn't no very grounded. It, it, it's got a very interesting energy. So we we decided to kind of go the crime route. I think we were both reading four kids uh, walking to a bank at the time, and that was definitely an influence. And um, we, or I think AJ might have just said, you know, what if we have these kids steal something and kind of that MacGuffin, the, the, the heads uh, came along and we kind of worked our story around uh, the, these kids stealing the head and uh, things uh, kind of spiraled from there. Um, so, you know, how does that, how, how does the process work in terms of, you know, with the co-writer, you talked about bouncing mm-hmm. some ideas back and forth, but I've read interviews with, uh, oh, no. you know, other comic book writers who have co-written before and um, whether or not it's like a, uh jackson lansing or uh, colin kelly i think they they talk about you know going back and forth in terms of different sections so Mm -hmm. how did the actual writing work between the two of you so this was interesting again uh, i had uh, just the one other um experience with doug to compare to but with aj what we did is um i wrote this first uh full issue and then uh he kind of went ahead once i wrote it and kind of served as the editor and kind of went over what I wrote and we kind of went back and forth and he would tell me things that he thought maybe weren't as strong or things that need to be uh, retooled to maybe fit uh, our vision or outline more. So 
yeah, this is really different in that way versus kind of going back and forth. What like once we had our outline and like you know theme and beats in place, uh, he yeah just served as that that editor, and and then we kind of uh, went went through it uh, uh, that way. So a little bit different. So we'll um, will you switch off for like issue yeah, so two? Number two, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. switch exactly. We're kind of alternate until that, that fourth issue. Nice. No, yeah. I like I like that. I, I like that approach uh, because, you know, um, I think it can be tough to pick if you're doing like sections of a single issue and you have like mm-hmm. 22, 24 pages. But, um, yeah, I like the idea of somebody taking an issue and then somebody else going through and then the other person taking off and having that, you know, beginning to end point. So I think, you know, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, but I want to talk more about it before we do, though. I just wanted to mention the rest of the uh, creative team. Mm-hmm. Um the artist on this is Paolo uh, Sampaio, mm-hmm. and uh, Warnia. Uh, I know I'm going to say the last name wrong. Uh, Sahada. Mm, I should have practiced. <laughs> I believe it's <laughs> so Sahadewa. Hopefully, I am. I'm not Sahadewa. Yeah. No, you you are who um, I'm very familiar with from uh, their coloring work uh, on uh, Mad Cave's Dry Foot, mm-hmm. which was uh, a phenomena uh, phenomenal, and then. Um, Somebody else that I work, whose work I'm very familiar with, Michael Myers, is the uh, is the letterer for this. So yes. that's pretty exciting. Very talented. And, team. Um, yeah, really, uh, uh, really great team. There's so much great comic book art that seems to be coming out of Brazil right now. Yes, I mean it is just unbelievable. Um, the the artwork that I've been seeing on a lot of indie comics, it's it's it's. Uh, incredible and the the i've seen the preview pages for this first issue of head cases and it looks great i mean it just it looks really nice the colors are so bright which i love i love kind of this mix of you might have a dark subject matter but there's still you know the world is still you know sunny at times bad things can happen when the sun's out and i i like that approach the dark subject matter doesn't have to have a dark color palette always so yeah, I really appreciate it. It's a great creative team. How did everybody, you know, come together for this? Paolo, I, I think we found kind of stumbling uh, on ArtStation. We kind of just randomly found his work and said, wow, he looks amazing. Can we, can we work with him? And, and luckily he, he happened to be free. And with Warnia, yeah, uh, just like you, I was a fan of her working uh, dry foot, and uh, I approached her. And again, luckily, uh, she's free. And Micah had just uh, known and kind of similar uh, peer circles. And always wanted to to work with them. And, and luckily, uh, he was available and uh, uh, willing. So yeah, we got a great team. We were managed to assemble. Yeah, I mean it, it, it. And like I said, the preview pages, uh, you know, look great. Um, the it's interesting having younger characters in terms of this type of situation. Like mm-hmm. some of the expressions naturally have to be bigger, I think, because they're kids. And I think Paolo and especially Warney with the colors really captured, uh, even in the early stages, that that kind of um, the the expressions that you would expect. They look a little bigger and they are very fitting for um, for the story so far. So I really yeah. appreciated that. I think that's great. Yeah, Paolo's... Uh... It's just the facial uh, expressions and the acting and the the, the di- dynamism uh, of the characters is is really done well. Just like you know, how expressive all all the characters' features are and uh, just how fluid. Uh, it's just you can really see the movement in the characters, which I really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, once they start getting moving, and uh, Warner's colors, especially in the park scene, are are just some of my favorites. Like I 
my jaw drops every time I, I look at those colors and that, that park <laughs> scene on the bench. So before you started scripting, did you did the did you feel or figure out you know where we're going with this? Like, did you map it out first? Like, is that what you do? Where you're like, oh wait, we have the beginnings. Let's start setting the scene and see where it goes from here. How the, how is it since you took, you know the 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 first issue, the first mm -hmm. pass at it. Um, how do you begin, you know, that journey when you have your idea? Do you want to know where you're going, or do you live your leave yourself some room when you're scripting? Uh, I I used to be a pantser, but lately I've been uh, using <laughs> using more of the outline <laughs> method, and especially working with a uh, with the co-writer. I think you, you're just going to save yourself a lot more grief if you <laughs> know what you're doing. So we definitely had things outlined like uh, through the entire series, but especially through the the first issue, we had the beats that we wanted to hit. Like we, we knew we were going to start in the train and, and those kind of things. And so, uh, I mean, yeah, there's some things that are left up to um, my own devices, but I um, had like a loose um, like parameters in terms of like how I wasn't getting um, the story to start uh, to end for sure uh, based on that outline that we created. Right. Um in terms of like the you know the characters and working with you know characters that are 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 younger mm -hmm. did you did you do anything to you know i don't i don't know how old you are i i i i'm going to say that i'm considerably older but um, <laughs> i did you did you did you have to do anything to figure out how do kids talk nowadays or you're like no i'm young enough that i i get it <laughs> i've been on tiktok i understand i know right <laughs> as an old no. old man i don't think i could do it I, I don't think yeah, I can write kids. I, I'm creeping up there, so yeah, I would definitely uh, <laughs> would not feel great trying to, you know, trying to pass off as you know, the, hey, how you doing, fellow kids? <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to try too hard to, to to be hip at all. But uh, we we actually set the story in the in the late '90s. It's uh, right before Y2K hits and everything like that. So and it's not going to feature too much, but it's uh, it's a little bit, yeah, of a kind of as a turn of century. I don't know. I have time but yeah it's it's 1999 so i, okay. I can cheat a little bit and go back to, <laughs> to my own youth for for this thing how the kids are talking oh that's smart yeah <laughs> that's a good approach <laughs> um so what was been your most you know uh working you know almost i guess back to back with savage mm -hmm. wizard and with this with you know uh, a co-writer do you enjoy the co-writing experience yeah, it's been just really fun and interesting. Just honestly, like just looking at the differences between how uh, both books were created, how I've operated uh, with with both. Like sometimes, obviously, you can't just be one way. Like being the leader in some instances, and kind of uh, maybe uh, taking a step back in certain instances. It's definitely been a lot of fun, a learning experience, and it, I think it's definitely helped to, to grow my writing in terms of. Right. Uh, when I'm being more sort of like, no, like we have to keep the scene, like, you know, like I want this scene in, in the book versus like, <laughs> well, like, you know, like there's certain things like you realize like aren't the hill to die on, you know? And I think you, yeah. you learn to, to be flexible. And then that's just definitely been the interesting thing. And also uh, it's kind of funny. I, I think both these books are a lot more action heavy. Uh, they're kind of a, a conscious decision to to do things that were less talking heads because I felt like before these books I was I was kind of doing stuff that was a little too serious. So I, I had a lot of fun, yeah, uh, working on both uh, Savage Wizard and, and uh, Head Cases. Do you? I mean, do you have any issues with 
like you said, with with a hill to die on? Do you have any issues in terms of like being assertive when it's something you're really passionate about? Like I, I feel like myself, I've never worked with a co-writer, but I know that I, I I'm like a at my day job, I'm a, a a bit of a people pleaser with my coworkers, and I'm like, I think I would struggle with that. Do you have any issues with that? You're like, no, this is. I know when to back down, and I know when to, we need this to happen. We need this line to be here. It was tough because I I can be similar for sure. I I would say I can be more passive at times. So it was actually good to see like, hey, like when I when I felt like I had to, I, I definitely stepped up. And also, um, right. we kind of use our peers also as kind of a, a gauge too. So it's like there was something that one of us felt really strong about. Like once we had that um, script done and kind of pass around people's like, hey, what do you think about this in particular? Because you know this is what I felt strong about or like hey, AJ thought this just stay in, but I don't, what do you think? And so really, again, using our, our, our peers to kind of pull um, how things went. But no, I, I guess, yeah, when I really felt like I needed to do, do something, uh, luckily I was able to to find the voice to, to do that and, and not kind of shrink right. away. And it, it is right. interesting too, because uh, yeah, you got, you got to have to deal with you know different personalities and you're not sure how people are going to take that criticism. Luckily that was an issue uh, either time. Luckily, <laughs> otherwise okay. I wouldn't have uh, tried to yeah to do it again. Well, I mean, you've picked and again, just from what I've interacted with folks on Twitter in the indie comics community online, you've picked collaborators that from other projects that they've been involved in that I've seen looks like they're, you know, they have a lot of people who have worked with them and seem that you know um, you're in good company in in terms of there's no you know, egomaniacs my way yeah, or the highway. Exactly. So that's good. Um, speaking of like online and Twitter and like that indie comics community and being able to reach out to people. I mean, I, I it does seem like that is it, of any negatives to social media. It does seem like there is an indie comics community uh, on Twitter in particular that is very outspoken, but supportive and mm -hmm. is, I think, a very good, you know, resource for um indie creators to have have you you know more or less let's say for the most part in, enjoyed finding you know your place in that community oh yeah definitely it's it's been huge uh you know i've been writing comics since 2014 but kind of stumbling around in the dark for a while it wasn't until mm -hmm. 2019 maybe even a little bit later than that things like yeah like right before the pandemic that i started to feel like a part of some kind of um community i uh was in uh, something called the comic jam where people um write uh like an artist and the writer appear together and they like a random write a random comic uh each week and uh that's kind of how me and doug first found each other and he kind of slowly brought me into the bigger comics you know circle and then i started you know being a lot more active on on twitter after that but yeah it's been just great to you know find uh, like-minded peers and just uh to get some tips and just learning and uh just feeling a, a a part of this greater community and not just, you know, yeah, a writer totally in the, in the dark, like the, the stereotype <laughs> is like to actually have a real uh, comics community has been, been huge. It's been awesome. Oh, that's great. Um, so to just to get back to specifically head cases and mm -hmm. it's on crowdfunder. Yep. So what was the decision with crowdfunder? I mean, you know, Kickstarter is what Kickstarter is. And recently we've seen other uh, crowdfunding sites, Zoop, uh, I think last year and mm -hmm. now I think backer kid is getting into crowdfunding. 
Um, and Crowdfunder just recently launched a bunch of comics related projects, you know, with you guys on on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the decision to use Crowdfunder over some of the others? And what have you thought about the experience? You know, I know it's only a few days in, but leading up to this point. So it was kind of random. Um, we were getting ready to, to launch on um, Kickstarter, but, you know, we were in, in general kind of hesitant um, just because of uh the whole kickstarter kerfuffle thing so when we saw that there Mm -hmm. was another uh option we were kind of interested um dave baker had kind of hit me up and uh, asked if i'd be interested in uh, checking it out and uh, we actually happened to uh be able to talk to the president um david barack and um he just told us that uh yeah so crowdfunder basically is um uh set up from uh fundraiser which is the the larger uh company but they wanted to basically break off from fundraiser which is more like a gofundme type uh platform and do something more for okay. creators so uh crowdfunder was going to be launched june uh, 21st now uh and obviously our book launched at the same time but pretty much um what they told us is that you know they want to do something that's more creator focused and uh, it's just a lot more uh, modular than how kickstarter is there's a little bit more options and, and tweaking that you can do and because they're smaller um they're kind of a, a bit more amenable to suggestions and, and things of that nature so it's been uh, the process has been good so far obviously there's a little bit more of an uphill battle because they don't have the built-in audience but uh, i was interested mm-hmm. in uh giving like a, a new platform uh, a fair shake so i said hey why not we, we can give it a try and so here we are Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now yeah um will are the creators and not to you know make you the spokesperson no, for crowdfunder but just <laughs> since you're here, since here um, yeah, exactly yeah so will uh is it similar in terms to like kickstarter are you guys having to do like the fulfillment and everything on the back end as yes. well at the campaign successful oh okay yep yeah so it won't be like oh, a right. backer kid or anything like that yeah we'll we'll still be running i know like soup does that too kind of like a white glove thing but yeah no it's, it, it's up to us to, to do the fulfillment which i'm good with yeah yeah and um and so uh yeah they lost uh, i mean several projects like all at the the same time and uh i mean um I saw a, a few of the others. So it looks like you guys are in good company with some of the other projects that they're launching. So that's yeah, exciting. Some, and some I, cool ones. Um, yeah. I, M- Madness by uh, Mark Ostak and um, gosh, was a backstory by Ryan K. Lindsay are on there also, right. which are great books that I back myself, which look really awesome. Yeah. I um, I mean, I'm a big Ryan K. Lindsay fan. I, I try and read just about, you know, everything yeah, he does. And, and Mark, um, uh i really liked his scent of may rain was, mm-hmm. yeah, that uh, was a good indie one beautiful. That he had. yeah 
that was really really good so yeah that's exciting um yeah awesome so uh, you know what do you think is the you know is there like an ultimate goal with with uh with you guys and with head cases is there we just want to get this out we want to do something else with it we want to you know turn this into a larger you know story one day i think it's planned to be a four issue mini series right mm-hmm. yeah or is no, it just the what no sorry Go ahead. but it's definitely planned as like a self-contained um series so after issue mm-hmm. four it's it's done we had a yeah a, a complete story that we want to tell within these uh four issues and then it, it'll be all done but we uh ha- definitely have like the believe aj's planning for the, the fourth issue to be like a, a double size thing so it's just gonna be a kind of nuts like we're just kind of all uh working towards this uh epic crazy wild uh grand finale uh if we happen to get that far fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> yeah well hopefully hopefully yeah. you will um do you pref- when when you're reading comics do you prefer mm-hmm. more self-contained stories or or like do you like the idea of getting into something that is is ongoing like i i prefer to i like you know shorter graphic novels or like a shorter mini series to kind of like get into and 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 the variety of moving on to something else you know sometimes it can be you know daunting when you're looking at you know tens of tens of of issues to think oh i'm going to start here from the beginning to try and get all this but you know, there have been some great series like that, but you know, what what is it you prefer in terms of your your reading habits? In terms of my reading habits, I, I think I'm pretty similar. I, I definitely um, gravitate towards like um, um, smaller contained like stories, like trades or um, like stuff that is uh, like a, a contained mini series. Uh, for the most part, I'm usually not reading like uh, long epics that are you know lasting you know 50 issues or uh, with the reception of uh, a few titles like Ninja Turtles. I, I'm woefully behind on, but like you know, those are one of the few things that I'll kind of keep up with. Other than that, I, I, I tend to gravitate towards uh, yeah shorter, more contained stories if if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, you know some of the ones that we mentioned earlier on, like uh, four kids walk into a bank, and mm-hmm. like uh, bog bodies. So, out of the the influences that are mentioned on the mm-hmm. you know the crowdfunder page, like for fans of this, like what is it that you brought to it that you were like, oh, this is something I'm definitely into that I, I'm bringing this influence into the story. Um. So yeah, four kids was definitely a, a huge um, influence. Um. The others, uh, Bog Bodies and Pantomime, those um, came from AJ. But we are both uh, fans of, of In Bruges and um, Seven Psychopaths. And uh, I think AJ especially is uh, much more into uh, cinema. And so, yeah, he's a huge uh, Martin McDonough fan. Uh, okay. So that was definitely uh, an influence uh, when we were writing. Yeah, um, In Bruges is a movie that I, I didn't expect to like as much as I did. And then it it, it blew me away. And then... Uh, seeing some of Martin McDonough's other plays, they all kind of have this darkly comedic, almost, you know, take to them. There's one on Broadway right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I love, uh, I, again, I'm not as well-versed as, as uh, AJ, but I am also a fan of his work. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen In Bruges, but I remember also being mm-hmm. blown away and loving it and seeing um, Seven Psychopaths. That was just another really interesting, darkly humorous story. And I think that, DNA can uh, definitely be felt in uh, in the writing of head cases for sure. 
Oh, that's fantastic. Um, well, speaking of other comics, you know, what what stuff do you like to read? Like, is there anything you're reading now that you're like really excited about? So, uh, it's funny as a writer, I feel like you're when you're not creating or when I am creating, I, I feel like I'm usually woefully behind. But I am uh, hoping to get into gosh, what do we have here? I know I have some stuff. You're like a a big anxiety-inducing to-be-read pile. Oh, it's awful. Um, so actually, I've been reading a lot more uh, manga lately. My my wife has been giving me some manga, so I've been reading Lava Weki because uh, that's one of her favorites. Um, let's see, I have thirty-three by uh, Juan Ponce. I need to get into with the Zoo book that uh, launched. Oh. And yeah, also, I really like that. Um, All the Devils Are Here by um, Jared Lujan. I also need to, to read that and Crash and Toy, yeah. which I just got. So I have, uh, I would say most of my stuff skews towards like Kickstarter <laughs> and crowdfunded books that I need to read. Uh, it just, yeah, for whatever reason, my, I'm not getting to, but I will soon, soon. Yeah, my my wife, Sarah, says the same thing to me. She's like, you back all these things. Like, do you read them? And yeah. I'm like, most of the time I, I try really hard. Um, mm -hmm. That's, that's why I started doing interviews. If somebody has something I want to read, you, yeah. I, 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 I'm like, Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? Cause then I have to read I'm it smart. So <laughs> to talk about it. I, so. Yeah. I go in just like huge <laughs> binges where I, like, I read like, you know, 20 books in a day and then I'm like, okay, well, another month will go by. Like, Oh, better get back in my read pile and read another yeah, 20 I'm books or so. <laughs> A couple months ago, I was re I I was really good. I had I uh, I, I caught up on a lot of like stuff that I pick up from my local comic book shop, and then a few months went by, and I got a new job and working on some other stuff, and now I'm once again uh, uh, woefully behind. But I was glad I got to read a couple of trades that I've been holding on to, like Crowded Volume Three and uh, nice. The Many Deaths of Layla Star, and I think Wasted Space. Maybe volume four. I so just read I got that volume not... one. So nice. I yeah. Was, um, I enjoyed I, it. I, I really like that. The, the whole series, the creative team, uh, Christopher Sabella, Ted Brandt, Rose Stein, uh, Triona Farrell, um, and uh, the name of the letter just went right out of my head. Cardinal Ray. Um, yeah. Right. I, yeah. I just... Uh, just have adored that entire series from the, the very beginning, you know, through to the end um, is, was really, you know, really well done. Um, but let's not talk about other folks, comic books. Let's talk about some, uh, some of, some other ones of yours. Where are things with, um, you know, uh, I mean, I read the updates, but Savage Wizard and like, what can you tell us about like that, the process and how is it coming in terms of, you know, getting the pages in and, What's that? Is that been particularly exciting? It's been exciting and stressful. I I, I feel bad for myself because I'm like I want to see these pages, but especially like I uh, feel bad obviously for for backers who have uh, been waiting and aren't uh, getting them yet. Uh, Brian has just had a couple of uh, complications that have uh, slowed down production, but we are okay. five pages away from uh, yeah things being done. And I just got some gorgeous like they're just pencils, and I was my jaws dropped so. I, I can't wait for uh, uh, production to wrap up. I'm I'm hoping by next month, but you know, I'm I'm just kind of leaving things open. I'm not gonna rush things anymore. I'm just uh, right. 
waiting for, for when they come, but once they do, I will be very loud and vocal and people will know. But um, yeah, uh, production has just been, um, again, marred by health things, but you know, just uh, there's nothing you can do about that. Just try to yeah, happens. just be yeah open and honest. And uh, luckily people have been uh, super understanding, but yeah, Savage Wizard should hopefully be fulfilling. I, I would hope uh, it's summer or early fall. Awesome. And for anyone yeah. listening who isn't familiar and is wondering what we're talking about, um, uh, Leslie and Doug Wood, uh, along with um, the artist Brian um, Flint, yes, uh, have created created Savage Wizard. It was on Kickstarter, uh, successfully funded. And I mean, I'll let you tell folks about it um, who might not know, but essentially a barbarian is like reclassed as a wizard. Yep. Um, and uh, what kind of led you and Doug down the road to that idea? So uh, that basically came about um, a couple of years ago. I heard about something called Pitch Vember, where you're supposed to do a uh, pitch every day for the most, month of November. And so I came up with a bunch of really random and weird ideas. And one of them was, what if a barbarian has to reclass as a wizard? And I kind of followed the way. I have like a bunch of you know ideas like stuck in a Google Keep somewhere. But Doug right. had approached me and said, hey, do you want to co-write a story? And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> we can co-write something. <laughs> and uh, we were kind of going back and forth on ideas and not really feeling anything. And then I was looking at my Google Keep and I said, hey, what, uh, what about this one? And he said, oh my gosh, like, that's the one, Let, let's do something with that. And so I'll say, okay, yeah, like, you know, because, you know, I have so many things that just, you know, they just sit and sit and sit. So for mm -hmm. uh, some momentum to, to happen on that one, I was like, yeah, let, let's do it. And um, so from there, we yeah, built the story and just things uh, went about really fast. We wrote the script really quick. And um, from there, um, looking for an artist actually it took a while, but I remember uh, Brian Flint from, again, the Comic Jam. Uh, he was actually in it at the same time as me, but I had never uh, gotten a chance to collaborate with him. And so I approached him and, and say, hey, hey, what would you think about this uh, story once we pitched it to him? And he said, well, I'm not really a comedy guy, but uh, I'll check it out. And then once he started drawing, he kind of got more into it. And uh, we, we told them the vibe we're going for. We got these uh, big, big, huge guys that were kind of inspired by uh, wrestlers. It's just kind of just really exaggerated bodies and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. you have this, uh, our main character, Renard, who's just this big, beefy dude trying to uh, do things that are a little bit out of character. You know, you get a lot of uh, comedy and humor out of that. And from there, we, we have uh, the world of Savage Wizard, which... Uh, gets increasingly uh, gory and, and bloody and amazing and yes will hopefully be seen by many people uh, very soon in, in the coming months oh awesome is there going to be a plan to um i guess uh for anyone who didn't back is there going to is will it be available at some point do you think um for people to get um, more likely than not we'll probably have to do a second printing so it just depends on the okay. demand yeah Oh yeah, sure. I mean the 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 preview pages that were up looked great. It's like uh, I think it's a you know fascinating concept. I was actually I saw something on Twitter today, and mm -hmm. I cannot remember who was posting it, but um, somebody had different you know uh, like characters, D and D characters with mm -hmm. like wildly different, interesting, very creative backstories. Their point okay. was basically that like. The stuff they give you to start in D and D is just that, like a starting point. You can do, you know, so you can do whatever you you want with it. You can do so much. There's really like no 
limit and i started to think that it it instantly reminded me of like savage wizard i'm like yeah this barbarian and then he has to be reclassed as this and like what 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 is what happens like he has a natural tendency to be one way or was trained to be a certain way and he has to Mm -hmm. do something different and there's you know like you said not just comedy but a lot of uh pathos really that can be mine from that type of situation you can go in a lot of different directions oh, yeah so yeah I'm, i, I mean, was happy I'll, to back it and can't wait you. to read it yeah on top of the uh, you know just crazy fight scenes it's a story about you know changing and the, and, the, and the story about like yeah like you said growing up a certain way and, and learning like that you don't have to be how you're you're told to be and Right. Uh, I think there's just a lot of fun to be had with, with that uh, story as we have this guy who's supposed to be, you know, just, you know, a, a dumb guy, <laughs> you know, who's <laughs> just been built for fighting and said, hey, like, you know, what, what, what there's something more to him. And even if right. it's not, you know, even if it's not, he's going to next necessarily become, uh, you know, a Mensa member. Like, here's, he still has a lot uh, different things that, that to offer. He has a lot more heart and depth that, that he wants to admit a lot of times. Yeah, that sounds, yeah, it sounds great. Um, I'm glad the project is still uh, chugging along. I hope whatever, it, you know, uh, health issues were going on with, uh, you know, Brian or his family are better mm-hmm. and resolved, and I hope he's all right. Um, so uh, yeah and and then so any any plans for like what's next or are you just focusing on this project right now and whatever you know do you have plans for anything down the line after head cases um no well yeah mostly just once hopefully uh this gets uh funded then working on the next issue um and same for savage wizard once that gets uh uh fulfilled been working on the second issue um other than right. that uh big hype of volume two is coming out soon and i have a, a short in that and uh yeah oh, awesome from, yeah thank you uh, apart from that i have some things that are, are slow burning but i am mostly focused on uh production of uh, savage wizard and and head cases so uh other things i'm kind of leaving, leaving to the wayside for the time being sure yeah, I didn't mean to imply like you had to have something. No, no, no worries. You got a, no, you got a lot. You got a <laughs> <Yeah>. lot. <laughs> I just wanted to know. There are lots of spinning plates. Some of them are broken, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Big Hype, uh, who I guess Doug kind of spearheads that. And that mm-hmm. um, uh, that's, I think I saw that that was going to go start to crowdfunding starting on uh, June 29th, 29th. So that's coming yeah. up. Yeah, soon. it's crazy. So, so yeah, I'll have something else I can uh, retweet the crap out of pretty soon. Yeah, I mean the first volume was great. Had a lot of great creators. This one is oh my it, gosh, it, only gonna be better. Like he showed me the preview pages, and it's it's nuts. I I'm so glad to be a part of this one as well. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's an interesting concept with newer creators getting ten pages, more established one being able to tell like a fuller story in terms of twenty, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that 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 style of uh, I guess manga style um yeah it's not a lot of i i don't see a lot of folks doing that in terms of like taking that format in western comics so it's um yeah it's exciting and it's fun so yeah i hope it's successful um so i mean before i don't want to keep you too long but before we wrap up here is there anything else you want to you know tell the folks uh who haven't gotten tired of my voice and are still listening uh, about head cases uh, I would just say uh, definitely check out Head Cases if you're a fan of uh, over-the-top action. It's uh, a story about, it's a coming-of-age story about these kids uh, 
learning to deal with the consequences of, of their actions and also uh, understanding uh, who they are at their, at their core. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very crazy. There's a, a hitman who's after them. There's an FBI agent who's after the hitman and there's a cult involved as well. So uh, definitely uh, check out Head Cases on uh, Crowdfunder. You can check it out at uh, headcasescomic.com is the easiest way to get to it. All right. And I'll, um, when we put the show notes up, I'll um, try and make sure to have a, a link for anyone to go and can, uh, can click on to check it out. But, um, uh, Leslie, this has been great to actually talk to you and you know, talk about this project, talk about, uh, uh, comics. And it's always exciting to see, you know, people who I just see in that little circle on Twitter, like, uh, in what well, virtual person, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. The chats are like this are rare so it's, it's, it's fine it's glad to, glad to to meet you <laughs> for real jimmy because yeah, yeah we've been interact a lot online so this has been cool yeah and it's nice i mean i like uh you know i i, I love I, I say like i love the indie comics community I, I love people that are going out there and making stuff and supporting you know other creators and a lot of time you know, like I, i've heard other creators say before like indie creators with crowdfunding and different things or at conventions when they happen are just passing around the same ten dollars which we are <laughs> I, I think it's kind of funny but it's like I, i've read i didn't discuss i didn't discover kickstarter or any type of crowdfunding until mm. the pandemic and it's i've just there's been so many you know great projects that i wouldn't have discovered otherwise and um yeah, it's great. And uh, I'm glad to, you know, interact with folks on Twitter to be able to, you know, talk with folks like you about their projects. And I'm super excited for uh, Savage Wizard and excited for Headcases. I mean, it the, the preview pages look great. I love, love, love that elevator pitch of Ferris Bueller's Day Off meets Pulp Fiction. I mean, that's right in my wheelhouse of what I awesome. want to read. So, hey, <laughs> glad to deliver. So, yeah, it's just... Always great to yeah come up with a good over pitch because those are those are hard. So thank you. Yeah. Uh no, you did it. Um all right. Well, uh that's uh enough for tonight. Um and uh I just want everyone to encourage everyone to check out head cases on crowdfunder. I think the more different crowdfunding sites we have that are successful, uh, I think that's just gonna be better for the indie comics community. It's gonna be better for you, the reader, because you're gonna have a lot more interesting, fun, weird uh things to read and you know i think you should have more weird fun things to read um but a, a big thank you to leslie julian uh my guest tonight and sorry that aj mason could not be here uh we had tons of fun uh with adam but we'll try and get him on some other time and uh for comic book yeti's cryptid creator corner this is uh, jimmy gasparro and uh, thanks for listening and i will see you next time uh bye everybody this is Byron O'Neill, one of your hosts of the Cryptid Creator Corner, brought to you by Comic Book Yeti. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of our podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It lets us know how we're doing, and more importantly, how we can improve. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Cryptid Creator Corner, maybe you would enjoy our sister podcast, Into the Comics Cave. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.